0: Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of
1: God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. This is Come Together San Diego, because of this show, we might have to change the name to Come Together World of the Lord Jesus Christ instead of Come Together San Diego because we're going to be spanning the globe and talking about things that are going on in areas that we may not normally be comfortable with. How you doing? Kaz here with some remarkable guests and co-hosts that are going to be talking about other nations where God is on the move like you cannot even believe. I've got one person in the studio and one on the line with me as well. Both of them are co-hosts uh, dealing with the one who is here in the studio, Craig Hasselbring. How are you doing, brother? Doing great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're going we're to save you for the second hour, but I wanted you, since you're here in the studio, to do color c- commentary. Uh, you, you have a real heart cry for Pakistan. That's right. And you're going to tell a little bit of what's going on there. But I wanted you in the studio with me when we bring the other co-host on. His name is Robert Colucci, and uh, you guys have different nations on your heart. But uh, the basic story is the same. God desires to bring everybody to an intimate relationship with him, which brings me to the introduction of our other co-host for this hour and beyond, Robert Colucci. Hello, Robert
2: Hello, Kaz. Thank you
1: for having me on. Oh, you know it's a pleasure. Uh, I I have special... I'm endeared especially to Robert because he, he, as well as uh, Craig, we all have a real love for Israel. And so a lot of the things that we do are postured in that love for Israel. So, uh, Robert, uh, why don't you give a very brief rundown of the who, why, what, where when and how of robert collucci uh he and i have been friends for quite some time and we have fun had fun bantering back and forth about biblical things he's a a strong uh a person who's strongly uh intimate with the word of god so it's a fun chat so robert give us a quick overview here and then we'll just dive into the topic of ukraine and i've invited uh, craig to do color commentary periodically if you don't mind okay robert collucci my friend lay it on us
2: thank you kaz well, how do we get involved with, uh, with Ukraine was, was through a actual foreign exchange student about seven years ago. Um, a Christian ministry called us up and says, hey, we want to bring some kids from Ukraine. They were looking for some Christian homes to place these kids for the summer, so they could enjoy a summer um, outside of their native country. And these were orphans that were, were getting basically a chance to, to come for two months in the United States. I thought that was a great cause. And you know, Ukraine used to be former Soviet Union, oh, so it's, it's the most Western part of uh, of what used to be Soviet Union. Um, they're not really considered Western Europe. But, you know, the the the, the 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 Western Europeans don't like them because they're East, and the Eastern Europeans don't like them <laughs> because they're too far West. <laughs> so. Uh, this seven years ago this this twelve uh, year old boy gets shipped over to our home, and we spend two months with him. We fall in love with this kid. and uh, you know, on the fifty ninth day when you have to put him back in the plane, your your heart's all broken. so you find yourself with a with a place in your heart for a country that you never even knew existed. Yes. And uh, we try to keep in touch with him, but he gets he got bounced from orphanage to orphanage and we eventually lost track. And what was funny is about six or seven months ago, we get a newsletter from a trade school that uh, uh, is supported by a church of ours. And uh, this this boy, he's 19 years old, and he's a student of the month. And my wife's like, you know, <laughs> we, know old, <laughs> we know him. We know him. I think it's the same <laughs> kid. So She makes a couple of phone calls, and she, uh, lo and behold, it's it's the same boy. Oh,
1: my. Awesome. And I, I he has a... Uh... A lot more to share this time than he did the time before doesn't he uh
2: yes of course <laughs> uh, you now he's 19 years old so life is life is starting to stick some some luggage on the you know he spent some time in uh, in jail and got himself into a, a lifestyle all the things that we told him not to do yeah. when he was here in 12 he pretty much did them all oh my um, and
3: you
1: Ukraine is different from the united states of america there's not a whole bunch of uh uh, sliding, sliding space there. You, you pretty much uh, get yourself in trouble. You're in trouble. In the United States, there's the legal system that may be a little bit different. Uh, am I right or wrong on that, Robert?
2: It, yeah, the legal system is not known for, uh, for <laughs> tremendous grace, uh, even if you're an orphan. And he, got, he got himself in such bad times. He goes, I remember one night I got on my knees and I said, God, if you don't help me, uh, I cannot do this on my own, and I'm seriously considering taking my life. Uh, he he got. He knew what he was doing is wrong, and he couldn't get himself out of it. So he literally said, "If I, uh, if, if you don't help me, I'm I'm going to check out." And it, oh was, it was the lowest point in his life.
1: Oh my, Robert. You know, there's a lot of things you have to overlay when you talk about uh, Ukraine and. Uh person growing up there. I mean, we in the United States, we have no comprehension about the things that are going on there. I mean, there's governmental things that are going on, and I don't know. I I have no idea exactly where you want to take this conversation, because have I mentioned, Robert, you're you're a co-host and not a guest?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, imagine a place where, you know, a middle-class salary is $500 a month. uh, Unemployment is 20% are uh, the eastern portion of the country is currently at war with Russia over over Crimea. Yes. Um, you know, you're trying to join the European Union and they don't want you. And oh, uh, and Russia is mad at you because you you've left the you left the Soviet Union. You're, you're right in the middle of these two humongous political fights. Yes. Um, well, and
1: there's a political fight in the United States that may be unspoken of. And we in the uh, West, we don't really get the benefit of uh, uh, media that tells things that are honestly going on there as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of turbulence on a lot of fronts going on there, would you say?
2: Yes, uh, because ultimately we're adopting communism and socialism in our country. And My. and over there, they're actually running away from it. So over there, they're embracing uh, new Western ideas, and they're trying to get away from Eastern ideas that have led to their poverty, you know, they have an internet, they know what the, what the Western Europe looks like, they're constantly trying to go west, and they're stuck with with bad communism and socialism policies, and they can't dump them fast enough. And uh, You know what,
1: they may have some major insights that are going to help we in the population of the United States of America, because they know what the threat of socialism and communism looks like, and there may be some... Uh, greater wisdom, actually, coming from foreign countries into America to I- embrace and encourage America.
2: Exactly, because they're they're like, guys, we've tried these philosophies before. We've tried them for 50, 60 years. They do not work. Uh, we don't wish these on our worst enemies. So uh, the, they're like, I can't understand why so much of your media is, is drowning in socialism and communistic oh ideas. That were literally generated by you know what we called our sages back at Stalin and Lenin and Trotsky. And he goes and it led us to nothing but poverty and misery, and that's why we left the USSR. We we we, we want to get away from those ideas as oh much my. as possible.
1: Yes. Now we've got the entire first hour with you co-hosting with me and, and Craig Hasselbring, uh, who's going to be talking about Pakistan in the in the second hour. Uh, but I asked him to come in here. Any thoughts, Craig, as you're listening to this? Are, are there any common denominators that you've s- heard or seen from Robert that you've experienced in your interaction with the Palestinians?
3: Absolutely. They they actually, a lot of them think that socialism might be a good thing because, like the Ukraine, their their middle class is, is a really low income as well. It's so only about it, $120 a month.
1: <laughs> oh and when you say middle class, you're, I mean you're almost, there's almost a sleight of hand in that, that definition because uh, the whole idea of the socialistic party and the communist party is to eliminate the middle class. So you've got the ruling class and everybody else underneath. Yeah,
3: truly, Pakistan doesn't have a middle class. They have a extreme lower class that some of them do better. <laughs> yeah. And then you have all the wealthy, the politicians. And yes. The well, rulers. my friend,
1: I, I wanted uh, uh, Craig to give a little bit of insight so you can stick around for the second hour because we're be, going to be dealing right between the eyes and right into the heart here. So, Robert, uh, we've got three more segments. Where were you, would you like to go in the next segment just before we take this commercial break, dear friend Robert Colucci?
2: Well, I'd like to to say that the church uh, is is actually growing. It's doing quite well. When you go to Western Europe, uh, you go to all the churches, and they'll tell you how many more people they had last year than this year. Uh, but in uh, in Ukraine, we we went to several uh, evangelical churches, and they're growing. They're prospering. Ooh,
3: that's so, awesome.
1: We're uh, going to talk about that then, shall we? In the next segment,
2: it's encouraging.
1: Oh my. And uh, there could be no one better to be an encouragement to you, my listening friend, than my friend Robert Colucci. He As I say, he's an Israel lover. He may inter- intertwine some of those things as well. And I know that Craig is an Israel lover as well. We're going to probably intertwine those things as well in this uh, two-hour program when we talk about uh, Ukraine and we talk about Pakistan and we're talking about the creator of the universe and what he's doing to bring all unto an intimate knowledge and relationship with him. My friends, Robert Colucci, talking about the Ukraine, and Craig Hasselbring regarding Pakistan. We three will return to thee in just a moment.
0: (laughs) This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on KPraise.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, my friends. Well, you know, we're meandering around the earth right now, and we spend a lot of time in the United States, but this particular program, we're going to be spending time in places called Pakistan and places called Ukraine. But because many of you who listen are in the United States, we have to cross-reference the United States, oftentimes to get an understanding of what's going on in other nations. And uh, sadly the things that have gone on in other nations, in particularly uh, communism and socialism and things like that, um, are trying to become fully entrenched in the United States of America. So what some of these other nations are coming out of, there's a temptation that we are getting into, and it's going to be an interesting uh, conversation today. Uh, I have uh, Craig Hasselbring with me in the studio, going to talk about uh, Pakistan in the second hour. But right now we're going to return with our other co-host on the phone, Robert Colucci, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about Ukraine. Hey, Robert, you began the story in the first segment, and it's enticing, and we're going to ask you to continue in that in light of, you know, here we are in the Church of America, Robert. You you, you and I have had long discussions about the church in America, mm. <laughs> and uh, what we're seeing going on in other countries, including Ukraine, is Uh, They're trying to adopt the Judeo-Christian values that we embrace, or at least we have embraced, and here we are uh, with the danger of letting go of those Judeo-Christian values and going another direction. It's an interesting uh, proposition, isn't it? And how would you like to use this as your framework to talk about the Church in Ukraine?
2: Well, the Church is always related to the middle class. For for some reason, Judeo-Christianity thrives in the middle class. And the the more you get away from a socioeconomic system that is based on the the scriptures, the more you have one rich guy that owns everything and 999,000 poor people that that basically Mm -hmm. own nothing. And Satan is perfectly happy with you being very, very rich, where you really don't need God for anything. And he's very happy with you being so poor that you can't even think about saying thank you to God because you're so busy working to feed yourself tomorrow.
1: Can so, I stop you there for just a second? My listening friend, the, one of the most profound statements was, was made by Robert Colucci. Would you dare repeat that? That is a tr- tremendous word of wisdom, Robert.
2: Yeah, if if you look at all of the systems uh, where the, the Bible is not entrenched, uh, you'll see that it always boils down to one very rich guy that kind of runs everything. He And then uh, 99.99% of the people... Uh, that are slaves, like uh, the Egyptian you had Pharaoh yes. a- and then you had the Israelites that are working seven days a week, and they can 't even think about god they can 't say thank you to god you're you're you 're struggling every day, your children are sick you 're not really in the in the in the praise mood. Uh, forget about taking a day off to go to to go to church. Uh, you need to eat yes, and so by both extremes of the spectrum and What's the what's a psalm or a proverb that says God don't make me too too rich or too yes. poor, uh, and and that's why those those the, the more satanic of an economic and political or religious system you have, the more you get pushed to either end uh, of the spectrum. The middle class, on the other hand, you have you have people that are uh, comfortable. They're uh, they're thankful. They have time to say thank you to God. Um, and they're not so rich that they think that they really don't need God for anything, because that's the temptation of having too much.
1: Wow, 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 wow. And uh, relate this to the churches in Ukraine and the believers in Ukraine. Thank you for setting the stage. You've opened a lot of eyes of our listeners, I'm sure, because we we just take it for granted, uh, the the blessings that we have, the uh, Judeo-Christian-based blessings we have, we take it for granted, and we need not, we must not do that, Robert.
2: It's the same cycle that Israel went through. You know, right. Israel gets gets close to God, then you start to prosper. You start to prosper, you get rich. As soon as you get rich, oh, I don't need God anymore. Right. I have everything I need. The minute you don't need God, then you, then you, uh, then you fall. Right. And now you're back to uh, being poor and getting on your knees. Uh, and then the whole cycle starts up again. So, you know, the people that left Europe, they left Europe because they were, they were under persecution. They come here and start this, this country. They build it on Judeo-Christian ideas, which led to a successful country. Then as we get rich, we start forgetting um, that we need God in order to maintain the, the whole machine going. And we start wow. thinking that we were, we we're so smart, we don't need him anymore. When you're making $600 a month and you're trying to feed two kids you're not, pride is not really going to be the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my, my, my. So uh, uh, d- draw us into the place called Ukraine and the environment there. And I don't know whether you're going to continue to use the young man that was uh, staying with you for a season as part of your uh, story or not, but uh, you're free to do so.
2: Well, he uh, he find, after he prays to God, it was, it was amazing how God just surrounded him with everything that he needed. He needed a roof over his head. And, you know, within within a week he gets a phone call from a trade school saying, hey, we're looking for people that uh, will study computer programming and will provide food and housing, and you have to come over here and see if you uh, can pass a test. And if you do, we will, um, we will teach you computer programming for two years, and then you, you pay back uh, as an employee when you get employed. Yes. Uh, so he did that, he passed the test, and he took care of his immediate roofing and food problem. Uh, and then within a month is when we found his face on the uh, child of the month, and so my wife and I started communicating, and we, we, we were visiting him every two, three months. So we're providing a... So study.
1: you're saying literally you were in Ukraine visiting him?
2: Yeah, we've already Ooh. done trips, and we're going again in June.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay, so this sets the stage for what the church looks like from, from the perspective of Robert Colucci.
2: Yeah. Well, to me, the entire trade school is a, is a, is an extension of the church. Mm-hmm. Everybody is Christian. They're teaching them scriptures. They're teaching them English. Um, uh, he, the, he, they go to church on Sundays. Uh, now, not not every every orphan in the trade school is, is saved. Uh, but you can tell that this is God's uh, uh, grace being extended to these kids who are at the bottom of a, of the barrel of a country that's at the bottom of the barrel of the entire Eastern European Union. So uh, people that, you know, the world has basically said we don't want, God's uh, God's taken care of and saying, I'll, I'll take what you don't want.
1: My, my, my. What's the, the, is there a level of persecution? persecution or prosecution going on there as well or do they have to keep it under wraps or what does that look like and sound like and feel like robert
2: well the persecution is economic persecution you know you're in an active state of war with with the country of russia and you know as russia is trying to take crimea back uh, that that used to be a, a part of ukraine so that active war there uh is still going on there's there are soldiers that are shooting today uh, it's not. It, it, it flares up and it goes down. La- last month in the news, you saw how Russia was putting troops up along the border, and so that scares everybody because Russia is is way bigger and stronger than than the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Then the Ukraine gets you know support from the United States, um, but it's military support. It's not something that you, you don't feel like. Oh, don't worry. You know we got your back. Yeah. They feel like if we. we If we don't defend ourselves, nobody really cares. So there's a this sense of stress and unease that that pervades society, and then of course you have an ex-Soviet Union country that is basically everything is uh, nothing has been built. All the factories have been sold off to oligarchs, and uh, you you know half of half of one percent of the people own everything. So. There's, there's no opportunities to, to to get out from from that from that lower class um, and so the economic oppression creates a situation where alcohol is cheaper than water um, and you know you're unemployed you're you have no future you um, there's, if you're a 19-year-old kid with no education, there's there's not a lot of options on the table for you, besides getting yourself into into some sort of a criminal uh, episode. So he uh, he he got in trouble for for shoplifting, and and you know he was shoplifting some Adidas shoes. And I'm thinking, gee, if I was you, I would have I would have stolen a lot more than some Adidas shoes. <laughs> um, oh
1: my my my, my and, and here, here's the mentality that I'm I'm when you're saying that I'm looking at the United States and watching the news and seeing people that have this the desire to want things and not pay for them because they think it's you know they they deserve it and they're going in and they're breaking into things and they're destroying the uh, the, the very fabric and structure of basically the middle class uh, they're the ones that are really hurt in this and uh, it seems almost like a paradox of what's going on. Uh, There's a level of reverence from this young man that when he became a believer, this reverence transformed him from that attitude. I think we need that transformation on the streets of the United States right now.
2: Yes, uh, like I said, whether you're too rich or too too poor, it both leads to either just pride and arrogance or discouragement and an unthankful heart and anger. And yes, both of those are basically the uh, the opposite of what you need to get to a faithful knowledge of uh, of a loving relationship yes. with with your father.
1: Yes, you know, uh, producer Neil, the, he's a, he's a walking thesaurus anyway. So when you at, when you mentioned that scripture, he went to search for it, and he's found. He showed it, shared it with me here. It's in, in Proverbs thirty uh, verses eight and nine. It says, "Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food convenient for me." Lest I am full and deny Thee, and say, Woe! Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and uh, take the name of the Lord my God in vain. You nailed it, Robert. That's exactly right.
2: And and he literally he, he he's he's very upfront with his emotions. He goes, I literally got to the point of saying, if God, you don't help me, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hate you. <laughs>
1: oh my
0: it's like, hey,
2: we got to get down to business here, and uh, I have no other options left.
1: Yes. My friends, would you continue the story on the other side of the the break? Your your testimonies and insights are compelling, and uh, I'm going to look to Craig Hasselbring, who actually has a heart for Pakistan, to give some color commentary as we go. But Robert, uh, don't go too far away. You've uh, set the stage for remarkable continuation of the story of things and people in Ukraine, and we will be right back.
0: You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on Praise. This is Rob Stark,
1: pastor of Lamp Ladder Revival Center. There's a time and a season we're entering right now where the new wine is being released and we all get to drink of it.
0: Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Ray's with Kaz Taylor.
1: Well, welcome back as we traverse across the say traverse across the universe but we're actually traversing across the earth right now (laughs) and uh, we're talking about what God is doing in other nations including Pakistan and Ukraine Robert Colucci is with us as the co-host of this uh, first hour and uh, he's talking about Ukraine and 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 Craig Hasselbring is with us now that's going to do a little color commentary as we move into the second hour and he'll talk about what God's doing in Pakistan. Robert you really set the stage here for An overview of things that are going on there, and really drilling into the heart. And you drill into the heart very well, my friend, Uh, Craig. Before, are you ready? Would you mind uh, hearing a comment from uh, from Craig, and then we'll just jump back into your 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 uh, insights, Robert?
3: Excellent. Well, I think it's important for us to understand that that there is so much difference between what we currently see in America and places like the Ukraine and Pakistan, because the Ukraine obviously has crime and and issues because of a, a lack of of finances based in communism. In Pakistan, it's it's primarily based because of uh, Islam and the way things are set up there. So they experience poverty as a nation because a few of the the essential families of Islam have gathered up all the resources and they've enslaved. Yes about five percent of the nation so there's or two and a half percent of the nation five million people and there's there's this desire to get out of it but they're stuck yeah. because there's this level of of lack of opportunity there as well well and that sounds
1: like it's a common denominator with what Robert is is describing as well Robert uh, further thoughts as you continue your story
2: well in essence what he described is an oligarch whether it's a a Russian oligarch that took control over mm-hmm. the means of production of of the entire uh, electrical grid. What he described is a religious oligarch, someone who comes over and he grabs control of a tyrannical religious system that gives one percent of the population tremendous amounts of power and wealth, and of course, it's always to the detriment of everyone else. Yes. because it's not, it's not a it's not a religion that is based on love. It's not a religion that's based on the creator of the universe who built the universe on principles of love. It's built on authority and fear and power and force, and those systems never work.
1: Yes, that's right. So, Robert Colucci, um, we've got uh, h- half your portion is done. Where would you like to take this in the last two segments of your hour uh, in regards to Ukraine? You've set the stage, and people are listening closely.
2: Well, my wife and I are challenged with this uh, with this young man because now— uh, we're playing the, the the dance between grace and law. <laughs> um, we were talking last time how Jesus is the perfect balance between grace and law. Because if you apply too much grace, like the, the orphanage will feed you no matter what, the, they'll give you a house no matter what, uh, but they'll never correct you. He, he's missing that fatherly figure in his wow. entire life. So in essence, that's why he ends up getting in trouble with the law, because he never got... He never pushed a boundary where somebody says, hey, this boundary is a hard stop. This is a brick wall. So until that police officer puts, you know, uh, handcuffs around you and puts you in a brick cell, then you understand, okay, there are limits to what I can do here, and uh, uh, there are laws that I need to submit to. Now, it's a painful way of smashing your teeth up against the brick wall. But now that we're entering his life, You know, he immediately latches on to the grace. And we have to introduce the fact of, hey, uh, yes, God is being graceful with you, but you can push God to the point, if you keep pushing up, if you keep breaking his laws, you can get him to the point where he has nothing left to work with. So God is giving you a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. Do not take advantage. Don't push him. Uh, consider this a this is your opportunity to get out of that previous lifestyle, and of course you're going to be tempted. Of course you're going to fall. You're, 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 there are there, there's going to be additional uh, uh, layers, but it's very easy for you to start taking advantage of God's grace. And so, uh, if if my, me and my wife are part of God's grace, said another way, it's going to be very 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 easy for you to take advantage of us. Oh my.
1: Yes. And 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 you would see, you, you know, you would identify yourself as uh, God's opportunity for getting out of these things. You're uh, illustrative of that. And uh, by presuming things or taking advantage of that, it's going the wrong direction. And I know, Robert, I know, because we've talked together before, you and I have the same heart cry for the Church in America of, you know, we, 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 we kind of have, have taken our faith as our breadbasket. And, you know, uh, on Sundays, we do these things, and then we go about our own business. We don't have to reconcile those things with our Heavenly Father, the parent. And uh, so I, I think that there are a lot of parallels, don't you, in this lifestyle of this young man and the lifestyle that we in, in the— I fall I within it as well. The church, we've been act uh, lackadaisical in things. It's time for us to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord, but beyond the saving knowledge of the Lord, uh being part of his body and functional— uh, any thoughts on that,
2: Robert? In, in order for a body to function, you have to know what the head is telling you to do. And if, if if the cells of the body disconnect themselves from the desire of the of the healthy head, what you have is a cancerous cell, a cell that's in the body but it starts doing its own thing. And, and and that is extremely dangerous in a church where you have someone who's calling themselves a member of the body but they're not connected to the holy spirit mm. they're not connected to the head and they're and they're just a cancerous cell like a pinball bouncing around it's like throwing a wrench in an engine um so it's it, we've we've moved away from obedience uh and we've moved into a taking advantage of the grace situation and this applies uh, to this boy, because he's like, so if I get arrested and I get and I get drunk and I get thrown in jail, won't you just bail me out? And my wife and I have to get to the point of saying, hey, we love you, but if you keep insisting on that lifestyle, no, we will not. Oh my! Because my. that that governmental police officer, that gov- that prison, that judge is actually working to show you a portion of God's character, His lion, His law side. He is the lawgiver, and. If you can't understand that on your own, then if the only way for him to teach you that you have to submit to certain laws in the universe, if, that's the, if the only way that you give him to do that is by throwing you in jail and putting you in handcuffs, then then he will throw you over to Satan and and, and to try to teach you a lesson. I go, but you don't have to do it that way. Yes. Uh, you, you could there's two ways to learn: pain and faith.
1: Uh, <laughs> and maybe sometimes a blending of the two <laughs> true. <laughs> true so how do you want to uh, uh, return to the topic of Ukraine here I, I i asked you to do a little parlay and and uh, deal speak a little bit to the church uh, of the United States because we are in those doldrums ourselves and it's time for us to wake up as well. But uh, I wanted to hand it back to you because you wanted to talk about Ukraine. Uh, so, however you want to do this, we've got about two minutes left in this segment, and then we can close on your portion uh, in the next uh, in the next segment.
2: Well, uh, when you when you travel to a, a, a country that is. Uh, under active persecution, yes. whether it's uh, you know over here we have a church at every corner, over there you have to go look for the evangelical church. The, there is the state church, uh, but Ooh. the state church is dead. It's not. It's not going to feed you. You're not going to find the holy. The Holy Spirit has left the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, over here you, you, we're kind of uh, you know there's there's a bottle of water every at every corner and nobody's drinking. Over there, to find one clean bottle of water, uh, you, you have to go and hunt for it. But the difference is that the, the, the guy, the, the 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 people in the uh, in the room, you can see that they worked to get there. Uh, they appreciate that pure water, and they have a thankfulness towards God that that we just don't have here. Uh, what's the saying? You know, to Ooh. he was forgiven much. He, that guy just happens. He just loves God a little bit more. Oh my. Than the guy
1: that uh, was, was, was born in it. Ooh. Boy, what, what, a, what a pungent statement that is. My listening friend, I, here's what I, ho- I have hoped as we dealt with this uh, issue in, in the, as far as the gospel and, and God uh, showing himself in Pakistan and Ukraine. I wanted this to become let you step outside of your present uh, situation in the United States of America and take a look at what God is doing in other nations and realize that uh, what they are coming out of we are going into and we need to we we need to learn our lessons from the lessons that have been learned and being learned right now in other countries like Pakistan and Ukraine so robert i'm going to let you when we come back from this break tie everything together and if you'd like to talk just briefly about your heart cry for israel we wouldn't say no <laughs> okay and uh craig you're doing a good job of doing color commentary and he doesn't even have crayons and and a coloring book he's doing color commentary without that so my listening (laughs) friend craig and uh, bob robert colucci and i we're going to be right back
0: more come together san diego with cass taylor is next on k praise Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor.
1: And thank you for listening, my friends. And this is a little different show than we would typically do, because a lot of times we stay uh, concentrated in the United States of America and the things that are going on in the church here in America. But I thought it was a good idea to expand the borders here, stretch the tent pegs, and uh, look at the broader picture of God's church throughout the world, and today we're dealing with places called Ukraine and Pakistan. We have people joining us in the studio and on the phone to communicate those truths. And, Robert Colucci, thank you. Uh, uh, Craig uh, Hasselbring, who's going to talk in the next segment about Pakistan, and I are captivated by what you're sharing there. And, in fact, it it caused uh, Craig to ha- posture a question that he'd like to ask you briefly as we begin this segment. Is that okay? Please. Okay.
3: Craig? Robert, you've been talking about how this young man grew up as an orphan and he didn't have the, the father figure, so the, the boundaries weren't established. The identity wasn't established. What 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 are your thoughts on that being part of the reason we're seeing a lot of the things in America through the church and that, that orphan mentality being prevalent?
1: Ooh, what a question.
2: <laughs> the... Uh... Uh, my, you know, in my family, I got, I got the law from my dad, and I, I got the grace from my mom. Um, and when, when you attack the, the, the family unit, uh, broken families, uh, divorce, uh, that, that balance gets, gets, it doesn't get exhibited, it doesn't get exampled in, in, in your life. And so uh the church as a whole, I think we are we're tipping the balance uh of grace and law we We don't look at, at, at God as our as our father. we only look at him as our provider. Ooh. Mm-hmm. um. You know, remember the the phrase "just wait till your father gets home." This is a discipline <laughs> that,
3: that
2: that was expected from from our father. Uh, today, uh, we've we've removed it. We've act, we're, we're calling it to- toxic masculinity. I think is oh my. L- literally, we're we're telling fathers to stop acting like fathers, uh, and we're 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 just pouring more and more grace into. Um, into an equation that needs that needs more discipline, and wow. the church is, is falling into that. But you know, the church is basically an extension of the family unit. Healthy families will, will create a healthy church. Unhealthy families will create an, an unhealthy church. So, I think uh, it, it really does start at the family unit, and I think that's why it's uh, same is, is, is trying to attack it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so viciously, especially the American family, because I still think that the American church is is, is still holding the majority of missionaries throughout the world, and uh, we're, we're under attack. We're, we're, our back is trying to be broken. We haven't we haven't we haven't <laughs> we haven't fell fallen yet though. We, as we travel, we see we see that uh, the American church is still the engine um to all of these missionary circles throughout the world, even in Israel we had the president for one for Israel are you familiar with uh those those videos yes. oh
1: and, very very much so
2: yeah one for israel uh is is probably the, the leading evangelical ministry to um to Jews in Israel and I asked him i go does most of your country- the where do all your views come from he goes most of our views are from israel uh but I go. Where does most of your money come from? Mm. And as well, that's that's mostly the United States. So the the American church is still functioning as the number one evangelical provider uh, to the world. Uh, but because we do that, we're also under heavy attack. Yes. If there's one country that Satan has still uh, not shut down. He's shut down Western Europe. If, if you go to England, France, Italy, Spain germany uh there's just there's just no evangelical effort at all it's the it's like the holy spirit came uh, hopped the pond and it's it's not there anymore it's very strange
1: so america god shed his grace on thee and it's it's our, our time to reciprocate uh to him uh not as a provider of things but as father Wonderful. Saying. And if
2: you don't, he's going to do to us what he did to, to Western Europe. Oh my my!
1: And, and that that you know, I spend sleepless nights sometimes thinking about that, Robert, the, the the state of the church. And I think you coming to us and you using the Ukraine story, it really focuses, it sharpens our focus on what's going on on the homeland as well. Mm-hmm. And thank you for for declaring that, and thank you for also sharing some insights regarding. Israel. So we've got about three or four minutes left in your segment here, and we can talk about, we can close the topic on Ukraine, we can talk a little bit about uh, the home ground in the United States or your beloved Israel. Uh, Where would you like to go with this? Because have I mentioned that you're a co host?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the interesting thing about Israel is that notice that the tourism has been shut down. So the evangelical effort. Uh, to Israel was mostly uh, the church going there, visiting, spending time, interacting on a social level uh, with, with uh, our Jewish friends. And, and, and they see like, wow, these, these people actually love us. And, and, and that, that entire element has been destroyed due to the lack of travel for the last year. Yes. The overreaction that has been, uh, uh, the overreaction to COVID in both countries preach it brother in the u.s. and israel has basically stopped the relationship that we had with him on a personal basis um and there's no substitute for that you 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 can you can you know send somebody a message you can show somebody a youtube video but you had thousands of christians that were going in and out interacting with jewish people uh, and they were becoming friends, and they were they were learning that hey, there's this there's this thing called the church, not the state church. The, the state church has always been against them, has always persecuted them. But they were starting to see that there's these evangelical. It's a it's a worldwide body of people that just they just seem to like us, and we were making an impact. Yes, it's sad how uh, we basically allowed Satan to shut off and to put a curtain between us. He basically he put a mask between between me and my Jewish friends that I haven't seen for over a year. I know.
1: Mm-hmm. So you, you encapsulated it very well there. So in the next minute and a half or so before you, this segment is over and we have to go to a commercial break, how would you like to close this? Before we do, I need—and you're going to blush a little bit, but I need to brag on you. My friends, if you've been listening to this hour, you have heard the voice of a man who has vested and invested— in godliness and wisdom. You know, there's a scripture that talks about the tribe of Issachar. These are the people who knew the times and they knew the direction that they that we should go. Uh, and, and this is, I'm bragging on you a little bit, Robert, because I've known you long enough to know that this is true. You carry that mantle of an Issachar uh, uh, tribe uh, from an Israel uh, biblical standpoint. You have a, a great deal of wisdom and you don't force your thoughts on people, but it flows like honey from your mouth. So we thank you for that. So I'm going to give you next minute and a half or so to close this and have to deal with Kaz's compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, Robert.
2: I don't know how to deal with uh, with those too well. Um, like I said, every time I start thinking that I'm something special, yeah.
1: then God straight something And that's so true. And, that, and that's so yeah. true. I understand that. But you, if you weren't an Issachar person, you wouldn't have said what you just said. <laughs> so go ahead, well, Robert. <laughs>
2: well, if I could encourage people to, uh, uh, you know, we're talking mainly to an American audience. Travel, traveling is 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 important at a spiritual level. Going to South America's, going to the Eastern Blocs, traveling to Pakistan's, the Muslim nations, basically every place that we've been told, you know, is bad. Uh, you know, China is bad, and Eastern Europe is bad, and the Muslim countries are yes. bad, and then South America is bad. At the end, you know, who's left? Uh, Italy, France, and Canada? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But God is so active, isn't he? As you, as you took a look, take a look at the globe, God is moving so mightily in these countries that one in America would have said underprivileged countries, but in many ways they have much, much more faith and confidence in God than we in the United States of America. How sad yeah. is that?
2: Yeah, yeah, that is sad. Uh, But that's just the way it goes. God shines his blessings. You prosper. As soon as you prosper, I get prideful. I get arrogant. I get busy. I I get so busy I I literally don't have time for God. i got got all my stuff to take care of.
1: My, 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 my. A quick word of encouragement before we go to a a break here. And let me just say up front, thank you, Robert Colucci, for joining us. And I know Craig was very... Engaged in what you had to say, isn't that right, Craig? That's
2: absolutely <laughs> correct. love hearing. What so,
1: a saying. parting thought from you, Robert.
2: <laughs> I could just say thank you, uh, thank you to you, Kaz, and then thanks for Craig for having me on.
1: Wow! Yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, God's in the thick of things right now, and if you are trusting chariots as, a script, as you know the song says some trust in chariots and horses if you're trusting in things that are not absolutely thoroughly rooted in the lord himself and not him as your provider but him as your father you're missing the mark and we're gonna f- there's consequences to be paid but now's a chance to turn that focus on the creator of the universe your papa Robert Colucci, thank you for joining us on this uh, first hour. And, Craig, you're going to stick with us for the second hour as well. My listening friend, I hope you're enticed by this, but the show has only just its only just begun. Robert Colucci, we'll talk again soon. God bless you. Craig and I are going to be back in the next segments. My listening friend, uh, what an honor to have Robert Colucci. So long, Robert.
2: Thank you, Craig. Thank
1: you, Kev. You're welcome. God bless you. We'll be right back, my friends.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPRZ. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ San Marcos Poway and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, KPRZ Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on
1: KPRZ, And welcome back, my friends. I have to admit to you that I have ulterior motives in doing broadcasts like this, and uh, staying with us for the second hour is Craig Hasselbring, and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about Pakistan. What a wonderful time we had with Robert Colucci talking about Ukraine in the first hour. But I have an ulterior motive. We're talking about things that are going on in other parts of the earth and how God is showing himself mightily. Uh, As provider yes but more primarily father when you get that father relationship then all these other things come naturally and supernaturally and the American church may have forgotten that when we look to him as the provider of our things that we need instead of treating him like a father and the father is the one who is gracious but he's also the one who brings adjustment and reprimand to righteousness sake and so mm-hmm. there are some things in the church these days that we really need to pay close attention to in that light so my ulterior motive as I mentioned is to actually bring us in the United States of America and in, in Southern California and in San Diego County to an awareness that we need to revisit our relationship with God and if it's been as as our provider primarily that we just deal with him on Sundays and maybe one other time during the week and then the rest is other things and we have to get our thoughts right for Sunday the next Sunday that's the wrong relationship that's not the relationship of a father that's the relationship of a service provider and we we err seriously because in these times, my friend, as you look around what's going on in the United States of America, it's not depending on the service provider because the enemy says he's the service provider mm-hmm. and uh, it, you can embrace the wrong service provider. But if you embrace the father, you know, the difference between the father of light and the father of lies is very clear. Uh, and so that's the danger that we're facing in the church today. God wants us to embrace him as our Heavenly Father. And uh, Craig Hasselbring is going to be talking a little bit about that as it relates to an area where he has a heart called Pakistan. Isn't that right, Craig? That is absolutely right. <laughs> so well, here's what, and as I mentioned to Robert, the same thing with you. Uh, you've noticed that uh, you are not a, a guest, you are a co-host. So I know you have an idea about where you want this uh, hour to go. And you know, as well as I do, Holy Spirit gets a hold of us, and the the rules change a little bit anyway. But where would you like to take this? First of all, I think maybe telling a little bit about the who, why, what, where, when, and how of Craig Hasselbring and then jump on into the story about Pakistan.
3: Well, I grew up in a small town. Yes. Kind of a big town in Iowa, <laughs> but small here. And I met the Lord the day after I Uh, attempted suicide what yeah when i was 13 years old i just felt completely you know orphaned my my mom suffered depression my dad was in florida and i was in iowa so i didn't have much in the way of connection i was an awkward kid so even my brother like helped bullies pick on me so oh my so you know I didn't think there was much left to live for. When your brother helps
1: the bullies pick on you, I mean,
0: seriously, yeah, usually they <laughs> they help
3: defend you so they can pick on you alone, right? Yeah, exactly. But that wasn't the case uh, for me. And then my my neighbors invited me over. Their brother was in town, and and he introduced me to the Lord, and and since then I've had a joy that that's been near unstoppable. Had some rough bump, bumps in the road, yes, but you know through that and i i started seeking the lord and reading scripture daily and and really sought after the lord but but i was stuck on this um, mental ascent instead of just a faith ascent so there was some increase in faith but a lot of it was based in knowledge what i knew what i could regurgitate to you from scripture mm-hmm. and what i had learned and so
1: head stuff more than heart stuff.
3: Head stuff more than heart <laughs> stuff. And and it, it led eventually to my kind of falling away from the Lord, still love the Lord, but wasn't walking that path. And my wife and I separated, and and then I took some medicine for migraines, I had dealt with those for over 20-some years, got a new prescription, and I had a a kind of like a TIA stroke, so it affects both sides of the body. Oh, my. It wasn't an actual stroke, thank God, but my memory got messed up, my ability to think clearly, talk clearly. Unless it was under the anointing, I could not talk to people for like six to seven months for more than a minute or two. And I was incredibly humbled. The Lord reconciled my marriage and brought us back stronger than we had been before, dealt with a lot of things that were in both of us that that prevented us from having fullness. And I got to see, for, the, for probably the first time in my life, what it was really like to have a father give me identity instead of my knowledge that puffed me up. Oh, my.
1: And my listening friend, here, here's my heart, heart cry and hope here we in the Church of America, we would say we don't have that problem. But if we step away and really look at it, we really do have that problem. We really do. We're more interested in the service provider than we are the Father. And with the Father comes other aspects as well. And uh, correction is one of those things, and we flee from that in, in the Church in America. We flee from that. And God says, if I can't correct you, I can't bring you to the intimate relationship that we need and so this is right. what you, all of a sudden that revelation from the head to the heart began to kick in for you, and you've used that as a motivating factor uh, in
3: in what a big part of what God's calling is for you. Isn't that right? Great. And, and a keeping factor. And and I was one of those people that said, that's not me. <laughs> people would be like, you're puffed up. I'm like, no, I'm no, not. No, no, no. I love God. I love his word, which was true. Yes. But I didn't have a relationship with him. I grew up without a father. Present, And because of that, I didn't know what it was like to have a father in heaven present with me. And it wasn't until I was on my knees before him, I don't know what to do, that he said, walk with me.
1: Oh my. Yes, yes, yes. Would you we've got about a minute and a half less of this this segment. I go, it goes quickly, but I'm going to put upon you as my co-host. Would you pray over our listeners and that may we may find ourselves in the uh, the identifying with the former Craig rather than the latter Craig and, uh, and 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 just a just a word of encouragement to them in prayer and then we will conclude this segment because you want to talk about uh, Pakistan in big ways as well. So would you be so kind, Craig Hasselbring?
3: Father, I thank you for our listeners. I thank you yes. for everyone who hears the sound of our voices today, that you would inspire them and breathe your breath of life into them. Fill them afresh and give them the experiential knowledge, not the knowledge that puffs up, not the knowledge that, that brings a a look at me type of thing, look at what I know, look at, look at who I know, but one that says, oh, this is... This is what it's always been about. This is, this is where my identity comes from, where my heart is. Lord, give them that heart. Let it, let it not have to come through a struggle and a, and a challenge physically, but let it come through your grace and your love and your mercy, that your loving kindness would be what they experience to draw them unto you in new and fresh ways to know who they are in you as they get to know you as their one true father.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, th- thank you, Craig. My my listener friend, I hope that has stirred you. This is setting the stage for Craig to talk about one of the uh, visions or one of the heart cries that he has. But my hope is this will also be a springboard for you, whatever God calls you to do, and not be looking to it as what can you give me if I do these things, but what would the father ask his beloved child to do to further The relationship not only with you as a father child but also with others around and you can be that inspiration factor as well. Craig we're excited about you coming back and sharing other things that relate to this story and a place called Pakistan when we come right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away now more of come together San Diego the live local show on K praise here's Kaz Taylor and
1: I'm back as we do a whirlwind tour to uh, places called Ukraine and Pakistan to find out what God's doing there and maybe glean some of the wisdom that is that are tied to those uh, expressions uh, for us in our lives in the church tr- in the tr- Church of of Uh, the United States and the Church of Southern California as well. And uh, with me in in this hour, uh, Craig Hasselbring is is here to talk a little bit about Pakistan. So, Craig, you know, as I was thinking about this, and there's something that I wanted to relate to our listeners as well, but I I think about people that have been able to go beyond the United States and out into other nations and other countries and— Billy Graham comes to mind, obviously, and many people, Billy Graham was the guy who made a big difference. Now, I I don't know whether you think about Billy Graham often or not, but he certainly sets the stage for this.
3: He certainly does. I, I don't think about him, not often, <laughs> but he is an inspiration for uh, the ability to tie in relevant stories and scripture to yes. impact people's lives for the Lord.
1: Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I brought to mind something that I wanted to mention to our listening friends You know, there's a book called Billy Graham, The Man I Knew, authored by a man whom we do know around the Salem Media Group and, um, you know, The Answer, San Diego, and uh, KPRZ. His name is Greg Laurie, a wonderful pastor, and he's written a book about the man Mm -hmm. I knew regarding Billy Graham. Now, he is a very popular guy around this radio station. He's on our air all over the place. And uh, he's written this book called The Man I Knew, And uh, he wants to make it available uh, as a, from a drawing standpoint, a signed version of his book, uh, which is available now. And uh, the way that you can win uh, a signed version, or at least have your good, you can't win unless you apply to this. So I want to invite you to a place called kprz.com and look at the uh, different uh, links and buttons there and it will take you to Greg Laurie and his book, The Man I Knew, talking about Billy Graham behind the scenes. It's going to be a further inspiration to you. My listening friend right now, we're dealing with the man I am coming to know, Greg (laughs) Asselberg, and he's going to talk a little bit about Pakistan and things like that, but I don't want to intercede into your story that you've begun so wisely to craft. I'm going to hand the baton to you because, as you know, you are not a guest.
3: You're a co-host. <laughs> Go, Craig. <laughs> well, thank you, Kaz. You know my my story is is one of ups and downs, and I I think that's how just about every believer is. There's there's no like solid everything goes right all the time, and part of part of the story you're going to see. There, there are always going to be obstacles and challenges, but the one who overcame the, the world one. is with you to help you overcome the world as well. And that's what I put my faith and trust in as I move along this journey that God has put me on. And last year in June, Morris Cirillo passed away, right? Yes. June 30th. Um, and I had heard the Lord a couple of years before that say pick up his mantle when he passes wow so i heard the news and i was like lord there's there's nothing physical for me and he said pick it up anyway and i was like i don't know how and he said if you don't know how you're not fit for it i was like whoa right like god's telling me i'm not fit for something he he promised basically to me and and I want this to be of encouragement to you, because when Elisha picked up Elijah's mantle, yes. he wasn't picking up a physical thing in the sense of, oh, well, there's a mantle for him to pick up.
1: He was, but that was a natural
3: and there's spiritual implications as well. The mantle would have done nothing for somebody <laughs> who didn't have the promise. That's so good. And that's what God—I I had to, you know, talk to— Talk to the Lord and figure out, okay, <laughs> what do you mean? And he said, "When once you recognize that I have given you a promise, it's yours if you will act on it in faith. My, yes. And two weeks later, I was preaching to Pakistanis. Oh, my. Seeing miracles happen from accept the Lord as your Savior and be discipled by him and his people to do amazing things, and and people were healed of back pain that they had for years. And people, so you feel this was a
1: mantle of Mor- Morris Cirillo, Cirillo. yeah, yes. and and acting on it. Yes.
3: you know, I I don't see the full extent. No. like like Morris Cirillo. But he's given me a similar vision. He's given me the vision for the nations and building schools of ministries and raising people up to be kingdom Come advancers. On. And and that was what he was about, raising other people up. I don't need to be the star of the show. Yeah. I need to raise up other people to be the stars wherever they are. Mm,
1: and the that's, stars in the sky.
3: That's exciting to me. <laughs>
1: Well, continue the story, and it leads you to Pakistan. You had a heart for that, and all of a sudden a, a, a mantle was presented to you, but it doesn't make any difference. My listening friend, You, in your heart of hearts, God has given you a mantle. He's given you a promise, but it, it carries no weight unless you pick it up and you act upon it, not just out of how great I am. In fact, that's the wrong attitude, but it's how great God is and how he can use me.
3: Right, and the, the mantle isn't supposed to just be from someone else. That's we right. we get things from other people because they're a father, they're a representation yes. of of who we're meant to be like, but it's the promise that God has spoken to each and every one of you that raises you up and builds you up so that you can go and do what he has called you to do, whether that's evangelize, whether it's to pastor, teach, Prophesy. It, yes. it doesn't matter what your calling is. Maybe you're a funder, you're you're a kingdom businessman or woman, and God is going to raise you up to do amazing things, but you have to believe the promise and act upon it. Get the get the the workings of what you need to do to fulfill your callings, and you will see amazing things. So I get asked to preach and I hear the Lord say, Preach, you know, like the <laughs> the old gospel. Uh, churches, and I'm like, all right. So I I preach, and there's, now, there's it's twelve pa- people Pakistan. It's pa- in pa- Pakistan. What is? It? Give us a visual what that is like. Are you what's this like, right? So it was it was a small little room, and uh, the guy that asked me had set up a laptop, and we're we're doing it through Skype. Yes. And people came in off the street that hadn't been invited. They just felt like coming in yes. to hear what, like, oh. Let's let's go here, and they gave their lives to the Lord. My, and it's just oh, I get so excited thinking about it because, <laughs> like, one of them, he's like, I've struggled with alcohol addiction, and I checked in later, and it's broken. The guy is free from from giving his life to the Lord. And you, and this is you,
1: you did this on a uh, electronically. Yeah, your your friend in Pakistan said, "Let's just do this thing," and you were called there. So you were obedience, my friends. The point of the matter is, God is going to solve the His directive to you beyond ways that you premeditate. It's going to be bigger and better and
3: different, right? And and then he's like, "Brother, how would you like <laughs> to preach to two or three hundred people?" I was like, "Sure, sure." <laughs> I believe that I'm supposed to. So so we arrange and and I send him money to to do that and and. Really, the the start of this was I see I see this guy. He's talking about an orphanage and or not orphanage, but slave children that he supports with food and clothing yes. and things like that. And the Lord says, "Send him money." So I send him money, and he's like, "Would you like to preach?" and and that's how it started. I was just obedient to meeting somebody's needs, yes. and God said. Here's your opportunity. Say
1: that again. That's a pivotal point. You were obedient to meeting people's needs. I was
3: obedient, obedient to meeting people's needs. And God said, Here's your opportunity. <laughs> Ooh, message, my friend. Message. That's what God has for you. He will give you opportunity as you do something for the kingdom.
1: That's right. Obedience opens the door. Yeah. To obey so, is better than
3: sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice. Oh, so good, Craig. So we set up this this meeting, we, we find a location, it's on a farm out in the country, and it starts pouring the week before oh, and it's dirt roads, so you can't get out there. It took them three hours to go out there the week like a couple days before this. So I prayed and I was like, Lord, stop the rain. He said, No, you stop the rain. Because he what? gave us authority. Yeah, well oh,
1: that's right. That's right. right. It,
3: it's not his job in the earth. He delegated authority to us to do what needs to be done for the kingdom. Listen, so my as, friends, long as, you're, as long as your focus is on the kingdom and it's not like, oh, well, I don't want to get wet getting and out and of my, my, my car. And, you know, <laughs> you have to use a little reason. He's not too concerned about that aspect, but but he wants you to use the authority he has given you to advance his kingdom. And that's the point of, understanding that he's your father and that his will is is for his children to succeed as a father my greatest ambition is to raise up my children to do more amazing things than me <laughs> and i believe that's god's heart jesus said you being evil how do you give good gifts yes and and if that's How we're compared. God is looking for you to do amazing things and he will back you up because that is his will. Wow. And you know, the scripture talks about I leave so that the things you do are going to be greater
1: than the things I do. Jesus' whole heart cry is to not to elevate you into your fame or fortune, but to elevate you into the full calling that God has for you. And if you have the right heart attitude, that multiplies itself beyond recognition and my friends then we are the body of Christ and he wants to come back for
3: his body and bride and if you're the body <laughs> that means Christ has to be is there present with you so Ooh. you're not doing it alone you are in full authority because your head is the one in full authority. Oh, my. You have opened 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 the floodgates here. We're going to
1: talk more about that in the remainder of this broadcast at the top of the hour, Greg Hasselbrink. And, and, you know, it sounds to me like you've set the stage for a lot of people, even though other people may not have Pakistan on, on their radar. It may be the grocery store or it may Amen. be uh, – further north or south or east or west, or it could be Mexico. It could be any one of those places. But you're giving them a precept and a principle of the father and not the service provider because when you do that, then the father says, okay, you're my child. I can bestow these things upon you because you have the right attitude. Come sit in my lap and watch and see. Wow. Craig, we're going to talk more about this, and I know you're loaded and ready to go. So my listening friend, uh, I can hardly wait for Craig to come back after the commercial break, and I am sure that is true with you again. But we have to do commercial breaks because of things, and then we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise.
2: Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Signs from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego.
0: Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to a compelling two hours on this program. And we call it Come Together San Diego. But the focus here is not necessarily in San Diego, it's in other countries. But the message is for San Diego and San Diegans, and that's YOU. And those of you who are listening from other areas as well, the message uh, is multifaceted for many people groups. Uh, and Craig Hasselbring is here to continue his story about some things that happened with him in Pakistan, but you're going to very quickly see that this is more than just a message about another nation. It's about God's nation, his body, and how we can be activated. Craig, I'm going to ha- hand the, the, the baton to you and continue your story.
3: So the the rain stopped. We're talking the, about it in Pakistan. Pakistan. People, the rain yeah. stopped in Pakistan for the day of and the roads dried out for that evening and and the people were able to come and then next hurdle the <laughs> the cell phone towers there drop out all the time oh, so man. we had made calls from there and we we experienced this and and this is still over Skype so so I'm going to preach through Skype and and the internet's not working and it's not working and it's not <laughs> working until the very minute they're like all right uh, it's time to preach. And then it stays steady wow. for the rest of the time. And I begin to preach, and I preach on the light of the word. And And I didn't know where to go with that. When God told me, preach on the light of the word, I was like, where do you start with that? He said, Genesis 1. And I was like, oh, why didn't I see that? <laughs> the first word, the word of God Ooh. that was spoken was light. Ooh. So God looks and he sees darkness everywhere and darkness is a problem. It's, it's covered the face of the earth and you can see it now. Even in our day, darkness is trying to cover the face of the earth. And God says, I see your problem. Light be. And, and he causes light to come into existence and push back the forces of darkness in each and every person's life. So when they hear this, they begin to melt before God, that Why? that God's light, light cannot be shut out by darkness. Darkness is always overcome by light. And they hear this message and they turn their hearts and, and people begin to be set free and we pray for them. and And I want to tell this story that we got a letter two months later from a Muslim man. And he said, I'm a, I'm a Muslim man. I don't know who you are, except that my son told me about you. And he said, my son was, was wicked. He had become wicked. He, he drank all the time. He did drugs. He brought women home all the time and, and would do things with them. And when he'd come home at night drunk, he would beat me and his mother. And he said, and then he went to this meeting, and and he went to this meeting because he was going to meet up with a girl, and she had decided she was going to go to this meeting, and she said, well, if you want to see me, I'm going here. My, and he said, okay, I'll I'll meet you there. So he comes to this meeting, and he says, he tells his father, I went to this meeting, and and the man a foreigner, a white man, with long hairs <laughs> preaching. And I'm just captivated by what he's saying. And his father was like, this this boy of mine came home and he started to shut himself in his room. And I'd hear whispering like he was talking to somebody. And I was confused by it, but, but he stopped doing all these things. So I, I asked him what... What happened? And he said, I heard this man preach, and I accepted Yeshua, Jesus, as my my Savior and my Lord. And he said, I don't care that it's a different religion. I got my son back. Oh, my. And I can't help but cry when I think oh, of of how extraordinary that is, because it sets people free in a way that that it doesn't matter that the parents are Muslim. It doesn't matter that that they hate Christians and and they they prefer to kill them. Honestly, yes. He said, "I got Your my son back. back," and and to me, that that one testimony was was worth. All, all the expenses, all the things that, that went into that meeting. Because my life is, is not about preaching messages that, that sound good, that, that you know, spark and give knowledge. Because I was that person that, that knowledge did nothing except destroy me. Oh my. Yes. Knowledge, knowledge they say is power, but but you see the first instance of somebody gaining knowledge, it separates you from God.
1: Yes, it does.
3: And God wants us to know him. That's the only knowledge that is truly profitable. So so when I came out of this this period of my life of of being broken before the Lord, broken and and, and humbled I determined that my my words that my messages would no longer be to to say things that that just give people knowledge but to say things that set people free yes. to to give a a movement in your mind so that you're broken out of the stagnation broken out of the the bondage and the misery and the 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 rat wheel that, that we so typically run on in life to begin to do and move and have your being in God. Yes.
1: You know, you mentioned during one of the breaks, the, the you know, our Father who, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we talked about the difference between uh, in, embracing God as your service provider or yeah. embracing God as your Father. And we in the church environment, because we Maybe it may be tied to 501c3 of the things we feel comfortable doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. We may restrain from some of the things that are actually vital in the word that we pull back from because we don't want to offend. And we also we want to bring more people into our church environment, but we think we need to bring them in by lollipops and roses. What the truth of the matter is, we need to introduce him them to the Father, and maybe they've they've had an environment where they didn't have a father envi- environment, so they've gone out and they've done things that made them feel good, and so they want to have a church that makes them feel good as well. But the enemy can do that. God says, "I want them to come back and know me, Thy Father in heaven. Hallowed be Thy name." And when we we change the rules and say, "I want to introduce you to the Father." instead of the service provider all of a sudden not only do they get the the love of the father but they also get the accountability tied to the father
3: that's right and and you know so so many of us have this idea that uh when we come to God it's it's all about salvation and and salvation is your entry point. But our Father is a king. Mm. It's all about the kingdom. If you go back to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, even in Acts, it says, and they went around preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Gospel of the kingdom. Not the, the gospel king, of salvation. Even in John 3, <laughs> when when we read, and God so loved the world, Jesus starts talking to, to the man, and he says, There is only one way to enter the kingdom Mm. of heaven, and that is to be born again. And let me tell you something. You're not adopted into the kingdom of God. You're born into the kingdom of God. (laughs) You are a rightful heir just along with Christ. You are his co-heir. He he has made you his offspring. Your nature is no longer found in who you were. It is found in the one who gave you a new life, a rebirth. Of who you are.
1: Oh, Craig, how how remarkable. Now, we've got to take a commercial break, but you've set the stage. People cannot bear to tune out right now. They've got to come back and listen to the closing statements because this man is not preaching from mouth. He's preaching from the heart, and he's not preaching about God, the service provider, to give you things. He's talking about the one who created you, and he needs to make tweaks to make you uh, his kid, because he's the father and he knows what's best for us. Mm -hmm. Greg, would you continue this after the break? Absolutely. I I know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) My listening friends, Greg, and I will be right back. More
0: Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on KPraise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local
1: show on KPraise with Cass Taylor. Hello my friends, man oh man, this two hour show goes very quickly, especially when you have captivating people and topics, and of course we've got uh, co-hosts that are captivating people, but even more captivating are the people that are listening, and that's Y-O-U, my friend. Craig Hasselbring, what a remarkable story, and I want to give you as much time as we can to have you conclude this, but it seems to me that while we're talking about Pakistan and the things that went on in Pakistan, this is really a story about returning people to an intimate relationship with their father. I'm going to hand the baton to you and however you want to close this. We've got maybe 10 minutes or so, uh, but uh, you have the floor.
3: Well, returning people to our father. Our father is king. And that kingdom is, is his focus. It's his business. And he set us here and he said, I give you dominion over all of it. The earth is his footstool. Heaven, in heaven, everything is settled. And he's called us to settle that here. He said, wait here to the Lord. Right? He said, wait here, Yeshua, Jesus. Wait here at my right hand while I make your enemies your footstool, so and he does it by the Holy Spirit moving through us. See, say well, that again. That That
1: is pivotal, my friend. If you don't get this, you've missed it. It's not God going to do it for you. In these days right now, it's him doing it through you as father-child.
3: Right. God moves through his Spirit through us, and oh. if— if we will grasp that, that God always works through his word and his spirit and his representatives on earth, even, even the devil understands this principle. He works through people on earth to accomplish his will. And that's because God established it in the garden that it is man who has dominion over the earth. And if you want anything accomplished here, you go through man. That's why he leaves nothing untold to his servants, the prophets, so that they can proclaim and declare the word of the Lord so it will happen in the earth.
1: That's right. And So other, others who are not of prophetic
3: bent can hear it and sense God's spirit in it and obey God through it. That's right. So what I've noticed in, in these conversations with, with my friend Adil in Pakistan is that Everywhere I go, I see that people have been turned backwards with the Word of God. So, you know, we, we have this—we we ask God to to give us something, right? Mm-hmm. We, we want Him to bless us so that we can do something, so that we can eventually be something. But God gives identity first. So even even in the Lord's Prayer— we, we do that backwards. We give him glory. So, you know, all glory and honor to, to you forever and ever. And then we repent. And then we, oh we ask for our needs. Then we say, if it be thy will. Then we say, your kingdom, God, it's, it's, so that's what backwards, it's about. Backwards. We're doing it backwards. <laughs> but he starts with identity, our father. Mm. So whose child are you? You're the father of the most high God, the king of heaven and earth. And if he's the king of heaven and earth, what does that make you? Child.
1: Relationship.
3: Well, in at least prince, but he goes further to <laughs> say that and say... Kings and priests. You're kings and priests. Whoa-ho! So he gives you a realm, a, a domain, a territory for you to take his authority that he put on you and establish it in the earth. So that's... That's what I do in Pakistan, and I I empower them to be kings as well and teach them what it is to have the Father and who the Father is and and what his ideology is, not mine, not not ours in the church, but what his is, and that is my glory will fill the earth, right? It's, It's not about, oh, the the darkness shall cover the earth. Yes, it will. But he sheds his light in you to pierce the darkness that even if it's deep darkness upon the people, his light arises inside of you and penetrates the darkness from the inside out. It's awesome. It's exciting. It's it's God's glory being revealed and he reveals it in and through you. See, he doesn't want you to have first. He wants you to be first. He wants you to be his son, his child, his daughter before you do, before you have. See, God works like this. When when you become his child and you say, I am a child of the Most High, I will do the works of my father. I will establish his kingdom in the earth. I will do his will. Then you go and you do it. And as you do it, you have everything you need for life and godliness because he provides for those who are about his business. He said, seek my kingdom first and yours will be taken care of mm. because that's how God is. But notice he, he puts repentance last in the Lord's prayer because you're his child. He will provide your needs before he ever requires anything of you.
1: Say that again. That has to sink in. That's a hefty <laughs> comment.
3: You're right? his child. He starts with that. And if you're focused on his kingdom, if you're focused on his will, even if you're not, even if you fumble and you mess up, the repentance part comes after. He says, "I will take care of your needs, no matter what, because you are my child. You are my heirs." So, and father. I love you. So,
1: father first.
3: Father first. Ooh. I. You know, no matter what my children do, I'm still going to feed them. No matter what they do, I'm still going to keep them in my house and shelter and provide for them. I'll I'll discipline them sure, but but they're still getting their needs. Yes.
1: So how does this change the complexion of the church in America
3: oh. having this point of view? If we have this point of view, it Father doesn't first. matter it doesn't matter where you go. God shows up. When I changed my message to the kingdom instead of just about salvation. Yep. The provider. kingdom shows up. Yes. In all of its power, in all of its glory, salvation comes with it because in Psalm 103 it says forget not all his benefits and salvation is one of them, mm. but it's not the only one. Thank you. Praise God. So this this truly is what God wants to do in the earth. See, we we have a bible school there and and they they're requesting in Pakistan the, yeah they're they're you know god god does amazing things they're requesting more of these revival meetings throughout on, Pakistan because <laughs> they heard of this man who when he preaches things break off and when he preaches it's understandable it's relatable it's simple it's preached in a way that that brings the kingdom of god to people and and that's All God is looking for in us. He's not looking for us to get all this knowledge and all this wisdom. He's looking for us to get the fear of God and his kingdom inside of us so that it expands and, and produces fruit becoming of the kingdom of God.
1: Wow, 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 wow. So many times we pursue knowledge. And even we pursue wisdom, but the Bible talks about in your wisdom, after all you're getting, get understanding. And understanding is understanding your heavenly Father and your intimate relationship with him, and everything else springs from that. And and you're, what, you, what words do you have in the minute or so we have left to the Church of the United States, but also the Church in Southern California? What what words do you say as far as changing the focus from the gospel of salvation, which we is the gimme-gimme, into the gospel of the kingdom, which is the relationship between the king and his children who are princes to be king.
3: Amen. Well, truthfully, the, <laughs> the last words that I want to give are are the blessing of the Father. Yes. And and you know, he he gives a blessing to to his people and he said <laughs> Oh Jesus. My. <laughs> Oh, it—it's so powerful. But God, God is saying, "The Lord bless you and keep you. May His face." Shine upon you. May his countenance come upon you. See, he doesn't want just you to be off on your own doing things of your own strength and your own power. He wants to completely encapsulate you with who he is and with the identity that he has for you. And may he go before you and prepare your way so that he can establish his will and his kingdom in the earth through you because you are his kingdom builder. You are his representation, his priest, his king, Ooh. and he loves and honors you and desires to see you succeed in this world.
1: Oh my. Craig Hasselbring, thank you so much. You know, it reminds me of the scripture. We've got about 30 or 40 seconds left in this time, but it reminds me of the scripture that the, the gospel of the king that Jesus said that the gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the earth, and then the end of the age will come. The end of the age is the church age transitioning into the kingdom age. We're right there, my friends. And if you're into the mentality of uh, the gimme-gimme, here, here's what I need and here's what I want, then you're not dealing with him as father. You're dealing with him as service provider. We need to change that now. Uh, about a 20-second prayer as we close this show, Craig Hasselbrink.
3: Father, bring your kingdom, bring your power, and bring your glory. Meet the people where they are so that they can be your builders and be your children and that the sons of God would be revealed as they understand who they are in you. Beshem Yeshua, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: My listening friend, what a joy with you today on Come Together San Diego. Craig Hasselbrink, thank you for joining us. God bless you until next week. God loves you, and so do we.
0: Thanks for joining Cast Tater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker. And then let's all come together, San Diego, next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K Praise.